Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Call Waiting. I'm your host, Robin Shawl. And I need to start today's episode by saying thank you. You guys sent me so much love after that ex-boyfriend episode that my heart exploded. I had the nicest DMs and you guys just opened up your, you know, past relationships to me and you encouraged me and it was just, it was really beautiful. And I just want to say thank you up top because that was not easy. I was, uh, when I, after recording that, I did that all in one sitting. I was emotionally exhausted and no one heard it except for like the producers at Benches because security wasn't here. So I had no one to be like, wait, did he really say that? Wait, what do you think he meant by that? Do you think he loves me? (laughs) You know, like there was no one to talk to. And then the episode came out and it was like, all of you wanted to talk about it with me. So I'm just really appreciative. And for everyone asking, I'm not getting back with any of them. (laughs) Everyone's like, what about Hercules? What about Frank? No, they are all lovely. They're all wonderful. And I'm excited for my next boyfriend. If you're listening, call me. (laughs) All right. Today's topic is parent drama. Now, every week, you know, on my Instagram stories or on my TikTok, that's how you find out the topic. We decided to go with parent drama because I think everyone at some point, if not currently, it has had it with their mom, their dad, or maybe you're a parent and your parent group is, you know, fighting. There's always just being a parent. There's just drama. And I was like, I need to open up my lines to this. I was thinking, what was like the most recent drama I had with my mother? I will tell you. So my mom is lovely, but <laughs> you know, if there's a but, it's not good. No, she's wonderful. I love my mom very much. But this woman is very, very new to social media. So she doesn't understand the little things. For example, one time I was going through my comment section and I see in my comments under a video, someone called me an unfunny fat bitch. And then I see this comment had a like. So not only am I about to block this person, I'm about to block whoever liked it. And then I see it was my mom who liked it. So then I call my mom. I was like, mom, you think I'm an unfunny, (laughs) ugly bitch? And she's like, what are you talking about, Robin? I said, someone wrote that in the comment section and you liked it. She's like, Robin, I like all the comments. I don't read them. I just want to be supportive. I was like, Mama, you better start reading it because you're you're rooting on the trolls. So then if you think like that's not that bad. <sighs> all right. Remember bread and peanut butter from the ex-boyfriend episode? When we first went on our date, my mom was like, what does he look like? So I was like, okay, type this name into your search bar on Instagram. She types it in. She sees what he looks like. All right, fast forward six weeks, me and him aren't dating anymore. And I brought him up to my mom and she's like, oh, bread and peanut butter travel so much. I said, mom, how do you know? She goes, oh, I check his Insta stories every day. I was like, mother, what do you mean you check his Insta stories every day? She goes, oh, it's still in the search bar. So every time I just click search, his name's there. So every morning I click it and I see what he's up to. I was like, mom, I was like, do you know he can see that you are looking at his Insta stories? And she's like, how? 
I said, because on the bottom, it shows a list of everyone who's viewed it. She's like, well, then how come you don't know when I look at yours? I said, I have thousands, but if someone only has a hundred followers or a couple hundred, you will see. She goes, oh, it's not a big deal. She, he doesn't know who I am. I was like, mom, your handle name is Debbie Shawl. You only follow Robin Shawl. He knows who you are. And she's like, it's not a big deal. Anyway, I definitely was mad at her for like a day. We forgived her, but <laughs> I don't know. I'm still embarrassed. I don't know why. Yeah, my mom and I don't fight often, but we like bicker often. And it's like the, you know, mothers and daughters. I can't explain it. Mothers and daughters just sometimes clash. I one time was at my cousin's child's bat mitzvah and we're in a hotel. We're in another state. And I went into my parents' hotel room and I said, do you guys like this dress? My mom goes, let me see your other options. Well, guess what? I didn't bring another option, Deborah. <laughs> like I was it. And so then I was like, what do you mean? That's the other options. I don't have any options. She goes, oh, okay, then this is fine. And I was like, wait, but you wanted to see other things. So that means you don't like it. And she's like, I never said that. Anyway, I obviously lost it. I started hysterically crying. And then my dad is the type of person who, my mother does nothing wrong, right? My mom has no flaws. She, he will always take her aside. So then I started crying. I had some choice of names for her. And then he was like, you know, Robin, you do not talk to your mother like that. So then I stormed out. And so then I went to my, I have two brothers, one security and my other brother. And I went to them and I was like, like, mom said and and then dad said and so then both my brothers were like that's it we won't talk to any of them all night long which was so nice to my brothers because obviously my mom did not do anything that bad <laughs> that, that, but like as a unit me and my siblings stick together and my dad and my mom stick together so then for the whole bat mitzvah it was like, you know, a battle of the family, mom and dad versus Robin and brothers until about like 20 minutes in. And then my mom was like, can you forgive me? And then I made up because it's my mom. I will say this. Speaking of parents, I do find that sometimes not all my friends, but there have been some friends that once they have kids have disappeared a little, which I guess is normal, but it does cause some, you know, I sometimes miss my friends. Not, again, there's not all of them. I actually have a few that have kids and like they have not, they still go out with me. They still check in on me and it's still great. But I do have some friends that once they had kids, I never heard from them again. And that sometimes is, I don't know, I guess that's just part of life is just being a parent. Sometimes just life changes. Anyway, I want to hear your guys' family drama. So let's get security in here and we'll take some calls. Hello, security. Hello. Do you have any drama with mom and dad? I have no drama at all. You're such a suck up. I, <laughs> <laughs> you know they're listening and you just don't want to talk crap. Nope, nope. You really don't. I fight more with mom than you and you and our other brother never fight with mom. No, or dad. No. Yeah, well, no, dad doesn't. <laughs> Just doesn't fight at all. <laughs> yeah. But he does do embarrassing things. Oh my gosh, does he? <laughs> Oh, yeah. We were, um, me and my dad were at a restaurant and he, when he's dieting, he won't eat the bread to his hamburger. He'll just eat the meat or if it's a chicken burger. And so we're sitting there and he didn't have a napkin. So he used the bun of the burger as a napkin. <laughs> I was so embarrassed. People would just look. Actually, restaurants in general, dad is really embarrassed. He is really like, embarrassed. He can't get the food in his mouth. Nope. <laughs> 
And then our mother's like, Ira, Ira, you, you, you can't be find your mouth. And she goes, what, you can't find your mouth, Ira? All right, security, open up the lines. Okay, Robin, we have Angie on the line. Hey, Angie. Hi, Robin. How are you? Good. Welcome to Call Waiting. So today's topic is parent drama. So why don't you paint me a picture? What's going on? Yeah, so it's not new parent drama, so I don't know if it's relevant for this, but it's pretty good parent drama. Let's hear it. So I'm 40 now, but when I was 30, I came back from a vacation, Grand Canyon, beautiful, all the stuff, and I came home to an anonymous letter. So I opened the letter, it's typed, no return address, the whole nine yards, and basically the letter just accounts saying, just think you should know your dad is not your biological father. Oh my. That kind of sums up. Yeah. (laughs) So it was very odd. Didn't know what to make of it. Felt like scammy, but could be real. So I like let my mom know when I see her the next day. Um, And (laughs) she reads the letter when I give it to her in person. And she kind of just looks at me and was like, well, it's true. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Simple. Did she explain? So basically I had grown up. um, My dad basically and my mom got married when I was like almost two. And I was always told they just had me before they got married. Um, And then once they got married, he officially adopted me so I could have the same last name. Like that was a story I knew all my life. And like I was a baby. So how would I know any different? And come to find out it wasn't, it was, um, she, they met while she was pregnant with me. So he basically raised me. So I'm not taking that away from him. But not only did I not know this, but once it was like out in the world, like my entire family, grandparents, aunts, uncles, like everyone knew but me. That's, this is a lifetime movie. This is insane. It really is. Wait, everyone knew? <laughs> everyone. So once it came out, I had people like coming up, oh, I was hoping, you know, we kept, I just kept hearing it wasn't the right time to tell you, but I always thought you should know. Right time. You were 30. There was right? not a right time in 30 years. <laughs> Hold on. So who? So who's your biological father? So I don't think I'll ever get to meet him, but his name is Robert Lee, which is not a fun name to try to Google search. I was like eight hundred Robert Lees right into call waiting next week. (laughs) And was him and your mom dating? Think so. I haven't gotten a ton of information. She got very weird about it. I guess rightfully so, given how it came out. Um, the note ended up, the letter I ended up finding out was actually written from her sister because her and her, the two of them were having beef and that was her way of getting back at oh my Oh my, mom. we got to sell this to Hollywood. This is unbelievable. Right? <laughs> oh my, okay, then my next meeting in LA, I'm going to say, here's my pitch. This 30-year-old woman finds out her father was not her father the whole time. The whole family knew. And how she found out? The mom's sister betrayed her during a fight. Oh, my God. This is Hollywood. This is Hollywood. I mean, I mean I'm mean, i so sorry you're going through this, but this is... Oh, oh no. No. It's good. It's cathartic to talk about. 
your father who raised you, what did he say about all of it? So that's the awkward part. So we don't really talk as much anymore. Even then we weren't talking as much. So we've never actually had a formal conversation about it. How do you feel? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much a go with the flow, kind of easygoing person, probably to a fault. Mm. Um, so <laughs> I'm sure there's some trauma deep down in there, but, um, at the end of the day, even though I'm not close with them now, I try to have like a, the perspective that they were young. Yeah. Like when I think about it from that perspective, I try to put that positive spin on it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And like the def, for me personally, the definition of a parent is someone who loves you and raises you, you know, there's, a, there, there's a million yeah. types because your grandparent could raise you and be considered your parent mm-hmm. A neighbor can, you know, uh, your foster parent, there's all different types of parents. So yeah, I mean, he was your parent. So ab- absolutely. absolutely. But it's just, I, I can't imagine. So tell me, like, when you first, when your mom first said, yes, it's true, do you remember, like, your feeling that, that at that moment? I think I defaulted to being more worried about her, mm. which probably is not healthy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah. I'm a similar, I'm similar. I result, you know, I, I humor and I, I make sure everyone around me is fine, so I get it. Yeah. But, like, yeah, so you were more concerned about her at the moment. Yeah, I think I and I could see her like the like wheels spin, spinning in her head trying to like figure out who sent that to me. Like mm-hmm. I think she was more wrapped up with that part of it too. Yeah. Which is a lot. It was unexpected. Like I didn't give her a warning of what the letter was going to say. I wanted to get her like true reaction to it. Yeah. <laughs> just in case. Was she shocked? <laughs> like when you told her, was she like uh uh yeah or was she like thank god you know. Like what no, like, what was her re- her reaction? I don't know if it was a probably somewhere in between, you know what I mean? Um, I think she just, we're probably not the best communicators anyway. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> having to like instantly talk about something that serious wasn't the most comfortable conversation yeah. we've ever had in our life. Yeah. And how is it now? How is it now between you guys? We're okay. I mean, I think I, approach things differently to our relationship and take everything with a grain of salt. Mm. Um, that's, you know, my own personal trust issues in general, but yeah. like we're good. I see her multiple times a week, but I mean, if your parents are taking any adoption <laughs> applications, like I'm also up for that. They are. Based on your ex's feedback, like, They sound like amazing people. So, (laughs) yeah. Well, my mom, anytime she pops on my Insta story, she always tells them, all of you guys are my kids, you know? So, you know, know, she's another parent that you have. You have 80 parents, okay? So you have a lot. So, just add add the shawls to to it. Um, Well, this was fascinating. I'm going to sell it to Hollywood. I'll give you 10%. And it's, you know, it's going to be great. And I'm going to forward all the Robert Lees that message me your way. <laughs> I'm 99% sure he's not alive, but you just never oh, know. Oh, so. okay. All right. So, we, so so all the Robert Lees that are alive, please do not message me. <laughs> <laughs> but if you know a Robert Lee that's not alive. <laughs> um, thank you so much for calling in. This, this was fascinating and uh and you just keep being you because you sound wonderful um wow wow 
That was such a good Lifetime movie. When she said about the sister that's, was the one who, uh, my mouth oh my hit the floor. God. That's when it goes to commercial break. What do you mean? Like, oh, in the movie. In the movie. In the movie. Right like, now? Wait, wait, where did it go? <laughs> no, no, in the Lifetime movie. <laughs> okay. All right, put through the next call. Okay, Robin, we have Kate on the phone. Hi, Kate. Hi, Robin. How are you? Thank you so much for calling in to call waiting. Of course. I love your podcast. Thanks uh, for having us all. This, I mean, this, I love talking to you guys. So today's topic is parent drama. So why don't you paint me through what's going on? Sure. So um, I'm actually calling about parent drama in my mom's group, Ooh, okay. um, my group of friends. So... I have a very core group of mom friends that we've actually all been friends since we were little. Um, since I'm military, like we move around a lot and it's hard to make new mom friends. So those are the core group. And I have one friend, we'll call her Ashley, who we've been friends actually since we were two. And we always think about, you know, raising our kids together. And we were, we were sisters basically. But once we became moms, we became like each other's champions. Mm-hmm. And my third daughter, who I had three years ago, was on life support not long after she was born. And this mom friend of mine got really weird once my daughter got sick. And, you know, I have friends in this mom group that I haven't known for as long who have been so supportive. Uh, my daughter has a ton of health needs. And often I'm isolated alone because of military. I have been trying for the past two years to really continue to cultivate this relationship. Like I'm there for her when our kids birthdays or whenever she has questions about like parenting and needs. But when I need her, she's non-existent and she's not talking to me about my daughter's health or supporting me. And then I'm, I'm at this point where we've been friends for over 30 years and I just don't know what to do. I have people in my life who I've barely known who are so supportive as moms. And then I have her who I've known my whole life, who isn't there for me anymore. And I don't know if I should just move on or keep trying. Okay. I'm going to help you through this because I feel like I've been in the, not the same situation, but similar. But first, I want to ask how your daughter's doing. You know, she's she is a seriously so fierce. She's four. She has a lot of health complications and a genetic disorder. Um, and she's just championing. So we're hanging in there. Thanks for asking. All right. Well, I'm sending her and you lots of love. I, as someone who's been, I mean, has spent a lot of time in the hospital with my mom. I know, believe it or not, the bond you and your daughter are going to have for the rest of your life because of going through this, you're actually going to see is actually m- the most beautiful bond. Um, I think any mother and daughter can really have when you, when you go through health stuff together. Not that I wish any illness on anyone, but I'm just telling you as someone who's been on the other side of going through lots and lots of hospital stays with my mom. Um, again, I was sick and my mom just never left my side. The bond we have is just unbreakable. So I just wanted to give you that future that's ahead of you. But as far as the friendship with this woman, when, when my uncle passed away and I went through a breakup. It was like a really bad time in my life. And I had one of my best friends never check in on me. And then there were these newer friends that were so good. And I remember being like, "How we've been friends for years and you sent a text. You haven't called me to see how I'm doing. Again, this was years ago. And I was so hurt. But 
I, I've talked about this before. There's this quote in Fran Drescher's autobiography and I'm butchering it, but it's something to the effect of like, know what each friend is good for, expect nothing more, and then you won't be disappointed. And I think what this friend is showing you is when it comes to your daughter and comes to your mental health, she's just not there. And I think if you just kind of accept that and realize, okay, these friends are good for these reasons and this older friend is better for barbecues and like this, I think it's gonna keep you from keep getting disappointed with her. I think you just have to accept this is who she is. Now you can speak to her, you can call her out on it and say, look, you know, I've been disappointed, but I, I don't know, it's, you can't, you know, sometimes when you sit people down, it's more for your sake to get it off your chest. You can't expect people to change, you know? And this just may be a wheelhouse that she's not good at. Maybe it's too upsetting for her. Not that that's an excuse, but that's just how she's built. So if you can on your own, just be like, this is who she is. She's not gonna be here for me for that. But, but when I have a wedding, she's so great when I need someone to help me shop then you'll be less disappointed. I think this is gonna have to come to you just accepting this is who she is. With that said, if you wanna sit down and have a talk with her, I am sure if she's your real friend, she'll be open to having it. But I just would keep your expectations, you know, you can't expect people to change. You could you could control your feelings on it. No, I completely agree. And I appreciate that perspective because it's been hard. And you know, when you've known somebody for so long and our mom group friends keep asking me, what's wrong with her mm -hmm. and they're all kind of upset about it too and so I think that's where things got a little weird is like they're all like why isn't she here for you your daughter's in the hospital you're alone you're this you're that you know they all think that she should be stepping up more too and I think that's where I was like I don't know what to do so I appreciate that perspective yeah it's disappointing it's really disappointing when friends don't step up but uh, there's two options. There's either sit her down and tell her you're upset, which again, that's more for you because you don't know if she's going to change or it's just going, you know what, this is who she is. And, you know, I can't, you know, what could, what, you know, because I, I just feel like some people are not good in hard times. I have friends who are so fun, but when I'm struggling, do not show up for me. And I know that. And I know that about them. And I try not to harbor bad feelings because that's just who they are. But it's disappointing. Either way, you're allowed to be upset. <laughs> like it's dis it's disappointing when people don't show up for you. It is. It is. Thank you so much for that. I, I am going to take that forward. I've been not sure what to do, and I was like, I think Robin has the answer. <laughs> so I appreciate that so much. Yeah, and just appreciate your appreciate the friends that are there for you, and then the friends that aren't know what yeah. they are good for, and then expect nothing more. I appreciate that so much, and thank you again for giving me a perspective on. My daughter and I's relationship, we're already sick of Steve's and watching you on your journey. My son gets leg braces next week and I showed him your videos and he was like, oh my God. <laughs> well, now yeah, he's my so favorite of your kids. <laughs> he just got bummed up. <laughs> I will thank you for, for calling and give your kids a hug from me. Thank you. Have a great one. Say hi to security. All right. Bye. Don't you have a story of you with mom in the hospital and... You both were laughing and mom fell over. Isn't that? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next call. Okay, Robin, we have Maureen on the phone. Maureen, you're on the line. Hey, Robin, how are you? I'm good. How you doing? Fine, thanks. Hey, I got to see you in Pittsburgh. It was great. Oh, thank oh my God, that was such a fun night. Okay, so we'll call this story Ninja Mimi. Okay. My, my mom 
that was what my adult children called her uh, as their grandma name. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm 62. This happened 50 years ago when I was 12. My parents are 86. They've been divorced since 1977. But 50 years ago, my mom was pretty sure my dad was cheating on her. So we had a 67 Chevy at the time. And I have two younger brothers and sisters that were toddlers. So she explained to me what she was going to do. She was going to dress all in black and hide in the back seat of my dad's 67 Chevy. And she felt since it was, you know, after supper that he was going to his girlfriend's house. So she, it was spring or summer. She went out um, during supper when he didn't notice and the overhead lights. So if you opened the door of the car, she didn't want the light to come on. So she took the bulb out and then she had to move the bench seat because back then those seats were big and long and wide. So she had to move the bench seat up just one notch, just one notch. Even though she was only five foot one and she was skinny, she still needed space back there. So she does that. After dinner, she puts on her black coat. She covered her white kids in black socks and she sneaks out to the car and hides in the back seat. Well, they didn't get too far. My dad didn't notice that the light didn't come on, but he, he probably got about four blocks away and he hit his first uh, stop sign or traffic light and he couldn't figure out why the seat wouldn't go back. And he reached behind to see what was blocking the seat from going back. And it was my mother all dressed oh in black. God. Oh my God. What did he say? So, needless to say, so she didn't even get out of our neighborhood here in Pittsburgh. <laughs> so they came back to the house. Of course, I don't know this is all going on. And then it pursued into you know, a big argument and uh, you know, a little bit of fisticuffs maybe. But yeah, that's, that's how she thought she was going to find out where my dad's girlfriend lived. So I knew this story. And then when I shared it in our neighborhood, when I was raising our children, my husband and I, and the one neighbor said, oh my gosh, Ninja Mimi. And <laughs> that's how that came about because she was all dressed in black. But yeah, like really craziness. <laughs> that's that's so funny. When So back in high school, me and one of my friends, we were like thinking that her mom was cheating on her dad. So we're like, let's follow her the next time she leaves. So not as ninja-like as your mom, but so her mom left and we then ran into my car and followed her for like five minutes and she just was going to the grocery stores to get bananas. (laughs) So it wasn't as traumatic. And then, you know, she went back home and then we like came back home a little later to my friend's house and her mom was like, Robin, why were you at the grocery store? If you needed something, you could have told me. I said, you knew I was at the grocery store? She's like, yeah, you were right behind me the whole time. So, I mean, it's very impressive that your mom did such a good job because I try to follow and I am not that good. So props to your mom. Was your Did your dad have a girlfriend at the time? He did. He did. And um, my, my, my dad remarried, but the stepmother, my stepmother now that he's been married to for you know, those 50 years, um, she wasn't the one at the time that, you know, we were, he was, she was trying to figure out who it was. Right. <laughs> My stepmother wasn't the woman that broke up the marriage. I was a different woman. Oh, oh okay, okay. Okay. That's so funny. Well, yeah. props to Ninja Mimi. She's all of us women. <laughs> we well, we could do. My, I always say, my detective. Like, I could work for the CIA 
only if the people I'm uh-huh. hunting down are men I've dated or will be dating. Like I, <laughs> I can't do any research ever on anything except for men I'm sleeping with. <laughs> like, and then all of a sudden right. I'm a ninja online. It's a, it's crazy. So your mom <laughs> is all of us women. She, she represented us well. Yes. <laughs> Oh, it was great talking to you. <laughs> great talking to you, too. Bye. I've helped you be a ninja and oh find... Oh, my God. You, I, you know what I'm talking I, about. Should I share this story? It's a crazy story. I'm embarrassed for us. I am beyond <laughs> embarrassed about it. Okay, But guys, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, uh, do I? <laughs> I think about it daily in embarrassment. So there was this guy at the gym, okay? And he always worked out at 10 a.m. And so I would always go at 10 a.m. And we started talking and we started flirting. Um, for the sake of this, we'll call him Bob, right? So I was like, Bob, what's your last name? And he was like, wouldn't you like to know? And I was like, yeah, what? And for some reason, he didn't tell me, okay? And we were flirting for months. And then one day at the gym, he showed me a picture of his like office view, which was a, what is it called? Courthouse. A courthouse. Oh, sorry. He was a lawyer. I knew that. I knew his name was Bob and I knew he was a lawyer. Now I knew his view. So I said to security one day, I'm like, security, can you help me find this guy's last name so I can stalk him <laughs> online? Wait, I'm embarrassed. Okay. I'm embarrassed. So security... Um, goes to the courthouse on Google Maps, then turns the street around and sees the building, then looks at the directory in the building. We find someone whose first name is Bob, who's a lawyer that works in there, and then to double check. See, see, no, see, up to there, it sounds fine. It's up not that there, bad. I security, I need you to call and act like you've committed a crime. <laughs> I need to hear his voice to find out if it's him. So security called and said, you know, that he like, whatever, something with like driving that you were in. Mm-hmm. You yeah. drunk driver or something. I don't even remember. And he was like, uh, that's not type of the law I do. Because I guess he was like a divorce lawyer. I don't know. And then I was like, that's his voice. Okay. Still, you may be like, all right, that's not that bad. I then go to the gym the next day. <laughs> And I'm like, hey, Bob Smith. And he goes, how do you know my last name? I was, and I, I don't know why I thought this was impressive. I was like, so yesterday when you showed me the view, I then went to Google Maps. I turned it around, found the building. Then I had my brother call you and <laughs> all this stuff. And he, guys, he never went to the gym again. <laughs> like he, he lit, I mean, I, I, that was it. That was it. And then Fast forward about six months later, because I was like in love with this guy. And so I'd always keep my eyes out, whatever. Then I started dating Hercules and he's from the ex-boyfriend episode. Hercules and I are on the boardwalk. We see Bob, I t- the lawyer, I take off because I can't let Bob know my tell my new boyfriend that I'm a psychopath. So I take off and I hear Bob go, hey, Hercules. As I'm running off. And I'm like, what? What? They know each other? Oh, my God. My relationship is over. So then I said to Hercules, how do you know Bob? And he's like, oh, my God. Bob was my neighbor. And he's asked me out a few times. I'm like, Bob is gay? (laughs) I'm like, what the? So, like, the whole time, like, I was pursuing Hercules. Hercules was pursuing me. And Bob was pursuing Hercules. And I was pursuing Bob. And that's how I got a restraining order against me. (laughs) 
All right, should we do another call? Yeah. All right, Robin, we have Lisa on the line. Hi, Lisa. Robin, oh my God, hi. I'm so happy you called in. How you doing? I am doing so good. How are you? I'm good. So I want to hear all about the parent drama. You know, let me know all the details. Okay. It's part drama, part funny. Okay, okay. great. So I'm an old girl. Gen X, we'll leave it at that. Mm -hmm. um, when I was in junior high school, I'm going to say ninth grade, I struggled with my multiplication tables. Um, truth be told, I still do. <laughs> I don't know why. Whatever. Well, I don't know which parent of mine had the bright idea, but they got flashcards. They put, oh my God. <laughs> Mom, I love you. Anyways, they put a spaghetti pot over my head, held the, held, they would take a flash card and they would hold it inside of the spaghetti pot and make me say whatever it was. We'll say five times five is 25, okay? If I got it wrong, they would take a wooden spoon and tap the top of the spaghetti pot and say no, and then they would go five times five is twenty-five. Bang it on the top of the pot. Borderline child abuse. <laughs> I said, you know, I'm not sure if this <laughs> if this is legal. <laughs> well, this was like I said, I'm Gen X. This was in, uh, this was in the eighties. I do want to say though, you came out with five times five is twenty five very fast. That this made me an effective method because <laughs> I you said you said you said I'm not that good at math, and then you said five times five is twenty five, and I I had my fingers out being like, oh my god, it is five twenty five, and then you told me this ridiculous story, and I go, well, if I have kids, I now have to get a spaghetti plate bowl to put on their head. Well, yeah, see, I'm Italian, so having large spaghetti pots is <laughs> one of the things that Italian moms have around. And, you know, us 80s kids, we were feral, you know, so whatever worked, um, it didn't work <laughs> because I know the easy ones. The fives are, are easy. It's the sevens that I have the problem with. Okay, you ready? Seven times three. Oh, well, that's easy. That's 21. I'm sorry. The spaghetti bowl method works. I'm, I'm putting my foot down. I'm siding with your mother. You are a genius, and so is your mom. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love you for that. I don't know what seven times three is. <laughs> it's an embarrassing family story. Nobody ever believes it. You know, it's one of those stories that when, you know, I bring a boy home and mom tells stories of me growing up, that's one that gets tossed out there <laughs> and nobody could ever understand. And it's like, this can't be true. Which parent did this? Well, I don't know. Look, I never believe in humiliating children, but your math skills are at an A plus level. So I'm going to, I'm going to take this as a, we'll give your mother a pass. You're so sweet. <laughs> I appreciate that. And I'm sure she will, too, when she hears this story. Yes. She hears Just tell her to stay away from my head. <laughs> and yeah, you know, I tell, you know, I tell one or two people here and there throughout my life. But, you know, now I'm telling you and... 
the possibility of lots of people listening, I would suggest that nobody actually does this. try this practice Agreed. at home because now people might frown upon it and, you know. Yeah, no, I, I would not suggest it unless you want your kid to pass math. Then, <laughs> <laughs> then I think it's, pro- let's try one more. You ready? One more. Okay. Four time okay. four times eight. Thirty-two. Uh, uh, let's go to our judges. Let's go to our judges. It is it is correct. So so to all the parents listening, I do not support humiliating your children. I do not believe on putting pots and pans on your children. But if it's coming down to the finals and you're like, my kid really ain't that bright. Go get a bowl, put it on their head, get a, a spatula, and start banging because I'm sorry, Lisa, you're pretty good. You're pretty damn good at math. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> and it was for a final, too. It was for a final. Yeah, no, sometimes, sometimes you know, <laughs> drastic measures are, are needed. But, all right, Lisa, thank you so much for calling in. Can I tell you, when she first told the story, I thought there was spaghetti in the bowl (laughs) being put on her head. That's like my dream. Someone covering me in spaghetti and I could just eat it. (laughs) No, but then when she started saying they would hit the bottom, then I was like, I don't, I can't condone this. But then when I saw like her math skills and I was like, oh wait, that was really good. Yeah, she knew it. (laughs) That was impressive. Mm -hmm. Oh wait, give me, hold on, now I'm curious. Go give me a a times thing. Sure. Um. Uh, uh, seven times six. Get the spaghetti! <laughs> <laughs> As I'm just pretending so I can eat spaghetti. <laughs> okay, Robin, we have Olivia on the phone. Hi, Olivia. Hi, Robin. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm great. I hear we're talking about crazy parents. <laughs> that we are. Do you have crazy parents? Yeah, I have two. One's crazier than the other, my dad. <laughs> so I figured I'd talk about him. Okay, let's hear. Well, I guess to set the scene, he's he's from Sicily. Um, so, you know, that's just, that's about the craziest person you could find is somebody from Sicily. Okay. Um, and then I, I have a few stories up my sleeve, but I think the funniest one is... When I was in high school, I was really, really bad at um, like every subject in school. I, I just, I could not do school at all. Um, I was like a straight C student and he thought that the best way to fix that would be to take my bedroom door off the hinges and um, throw the door away. So I don't have a door anymore. Uh, I'm now 25 years old and I go home and I just, still no door. This oh happened when God. I was this happened when I was 15, so 10 years ago, but um yeah, he there's there's no knowing when I'll get it back. <laughs> I probably never will. I don't I don't think at this point he's putting it back. <laughs> he did break it to you. What did you do? Like when he when when he took it off, when he took the door off, like what what did you do? What did you say? Um <laughs> 
there's no real really arguing with him, which is the worst part of it all. You could say whatever you want. You're not going to win any, any sort of argument. So I can't even remember. There was a lot of crying. There was a lot of yelling, but it didn't result in it. I mean, 10 years later, I still have no door. So I've, I've fully moved out of my house. I live on my own now. And it's just, it, he never put it back on. Do you think like, because when a parent is more strict, does that make you act out more? Oh yeah. I was an awful kid. <laughs> I was absolutely terrible. Like, he's like, why are you such a good liar? I'm like, cause of you. <laughs> cause I had to lie and scheme all the time. Cause I wasn't allowed to do anything. I don't, I would be so upset if my parents took off my door. That's like, the are you Italian pro- Robin? Jewish, but everyone thinks, you know, okay. we're, the well, Jews the and, and Italians are very similar. Yes. Yeah. 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 We, we are, yeah. Very, you know, in the culture also like family and food and loud. And I, I, I totally know I, I get your dad. And what, what's the craziest thing your mom did? Probably marry him, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, she's like a, she's an absolute saint compared to him. But no, the craziest thing she ever did, honestly, is when she, she'll team up with him against me, which is like my worst, my worst nightmare. Like sometimes when something happens, I'll, I'll call her first and I'm like, don't tell dad. And then usually I get a call like a couple minutes later from my dad being like, Hey, just talk to mom and, that, and I'm like, then it just unleashes. Like it's, it's nuts. It's been the theme of today. You know, the fathers and mothers taking each other's side against us. Right. It's that time of year. Mother's day, father's day. Everybody's the same parents. Yes. How's your relationship with your dad now? Oh, it's great. I Yeah, it's, it's wonderful. And I mean, that in actually a serious way, <laughs> now that I live away from him. Right. Now that you much, have, now they have your own doors that you own and he has no control over. Right. Now he's just crazy in different ways. Like I'll tell him what I'm eating for dinner. I don't know how to cook. So I'll like make myself chicken nuggets and he'll get on the phone. He'll start crying. And then he's like, how could you, how could you eat a chicken nugget? I'm coming right now. And he'll like <laughs> whip up like a tray of sauce and like hand, hand deliver it into the city. Like he's just, he's an, fully a nut job. But, uh, I love um, dads. Our, our relationship <laughs> is much better than when we were younger. That's so funny. Well, yeah. thank God you have your own doors. And when you go home, you know, blast music. And if he yells at you, say well if I had a door you wouldn't hear it I love that idea I'm definitely doing that Wait, next do, you, do you have a significant other I do I would say make out in your room and when your dad walks by and he starts screaming be like if I had a door you wouldn't have to say just be a as, menace until he builds a door as if the significant other is allowed on the second floor of the home <laughs> that's like a cardinal <laughs> sin in my family so yeah, and I, you know what? As I said that, and then I realized he's an Italian father. There's no way the, the significant other's life would be over. So that don't do that. I take that back. <laughs> There's absolutely no shot. My boyfriend's name is PJ. My dad calls him my friend. So uh, <laughs> we've been dating for three years. So <laughs> yeah, I, I was one of my first boyfriends. I was dating for a while, probably like a year or so, and his parents invited my parents over for like their Christmas party. And I told my dad, my dad's like, well, that'd be like, you guys are together. And I was like, dad, we've been together for over a year, but you know, <laughs> dads don't get it. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, so, all right. Thank you for calling in and tell your dad, I say hi. I will. He'll love that. <laughs> Thanks Robin. All right. Bye. It's so funny that today's theme, so many times we've talked about how uh, husbands and wives take each other's back. I have one story where mom took my back. Which story? 
Okay, so when I was 13, I wasn't allowed to go into the city. I were, We lived on Long Island, and you had to take a train into the city. And I wasn't allowed to go in the city by myself. But me and my friends snuck into the city to get our belly buttons pierced. Okay, so anyway, mom found out first, and she, you know, she yelled at me, whatever. But then she's like, I, I was like, please don't tell dad. She didn't tell dad. Then like a month later, it the it fell out and closed up. And so mom took me to get it re-pierced because I loved it so much. Then fast forward two months later, wait, I guess this is me taking mom's side. Wait, I don't know if I should be telling this story, but it's too late. Mom, stop, don't let dad listen because I'm about to out you. So then... Two, like a few months later, dad found out that I had my belly button pierced and he lost it. When I'm 13, he's like, you're 13. Who could do that? Who could do this? And I didn't want to say, one, I went to the city. And two, I didn't want to say that mom then took me. So I lied and said the mall that lived by our house, that person did it. And then he was like, get in the car and go to the mall. They can't pierce someone who's 13. But really, it was mom who took me to that mall. <laughs> and I lied about There was a lot of lying. And mom just kept her mouth shut. <laughs> there was a lot. Wow. I know. I'm actually really nervous for dad to hear this story. Dad, we lied all around. One, I snuck into the city. Two, then mom took me to the mall to get it repierced. Well, Can you imagine I, if they're, I, they're about to celebrate their 50th? 50th. They're, they get divorced. <laughs> <laughs> because of this. Because of call waiting. All right. So now we're going to go to my least favorite segment of this show, which I actually want to talk to you about this segment. So now is the news segment. Now, we started this news segment because the new, the real news bums me out. So security started finding fun news stories to cheer me up. And that's that was the goal. Yeah. But you know what's happening? I tune out while you're telling these <laughs> stories. Not only that, when I listen back to the podcast and we get to the news part, I turn it off. Can I can I tell you something? Yeah. I turn it off. <laughs> you don't listen either. I don't listen. I'm like, okay, good enough. So I came up with an idea. Okay. I'm going to ask the, you guys listening at home to write in what's a better segment at the end. So we're ending on a really fun note instead of a note where we're all tuning out, <laughs> but we're all too scared to say it because no one wants to hurt your feelings. No, but, but you don't listen either to Ro you. Robin, I, this is homework for me. <laughs> if you're telling me I don't have to do homework anymore, Guys, find a wonderful. segment where it's double the amount of homework. <laughs> now we make you write I, a paper. The, oh, on the stock exchange. <laughs> um, no, I want to come up with a more fun segment to end on because this is just torturous for me. Well, can I at least end this episode oh, with the, today's news? I got three. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, guys, you could you could turn off now. I'll, I'll listen. I'll listen for you guys, but feel free to wrap this up. As I'm telling you, you take off your headphones and you just start walking out of the studio. Okay. All right. Give me, let's go. All right. So we're going to go all the way to uh, Southern California. So a four-year-old must have been very unhappy with her with uh, his mom because he flushed her engagement ring down a toilet. And they, they, they had the toilet removed and did a deep search and they couldn't find it. Yet 14 months later, which just happened recently, city workers were flushing out the sewer. They found the ring. And one of the work city workers was the guy who took off the toilet 14 months earlier. Remember the couple found them, gave them their ring back. Okay, I am so sad this segment is going to be ended. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, well, how about this? This next one's actually a... a <laughs> What? It's a heartfelt story. Okay. Okay. So we're going to go all the way to Turkey. Okay. <laughs> no, this is a really, this is a good one. No, I'm just laughing that. Why are we, 
Okay, sorry. Continue. Okay, so a, a in Turkey, a mother is receiving an honorary degree from a university along with her visually impaired daughter because the, the university wanted to show appreciation and recognition to the mother because she read the mother uh, to the daughter all of her lecture notes to help her get her doctorate. So they I gave th her the mother an honorary degree. That's really nice. No, I'm being sincere. That's really nice. It is. All right, please, please get to the third news story. Okay. So this last news story, we're going to go all the way to <laughs> Illinois. How about, you just, how about the news segment? Just you reading locations. <laughs> okay. Okay. So a daughter paid respect to her funny father who passed away by writing a comedic yet loving obituary, roasting his four marriages and four divorces, one common law marriage that they know of, uh, and his legacy of being a pain in the butt will live on as his only daughter that we know of has a grandson who is as big as a pain in the butt as he is. And that's what the, the roast was in the obituary. Okay. Those are great news stories. Thank you for ending this segment on such a high note <laughs> and <laughs> confirming that we're making the right decision by bumping the news. Oh, wait. So you're, you're, you're guys. Thank you so much <laughs> for listening. If you are. <laughs> everyone to turn it off no one's listening well this is my final news report <laughs> that is all the news that robin will ever need to know you drew that out because at this point we could talk for another hour it doesn't matter no one's listening mom and dad's not because he packed his suitcase and left. Or mom's had to turn it off because she doesn't want to get in trouble <laughs> oh, because right. of the mom's piercing. Not listening anymore either. All right, guys, please let me know the new segment idea that you think would be really fun because I can't <laughs> sit through that again. Also, make sure uh, you're paying attention to my Instagram stories and TikTok at Robin Shaw Comic because that's where every week I give the topic for you guys to call in. And the phone number is 720-72-6296. I love talking to you guys. Thank you. Oh, we have another call. Hold on. Call Waiting is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge morales Pico. Editing by Basilio Perez and Jorge Morales-Picot. Guest booking by Ali Freelander. Be sure to follow me at Robin Shaw Comic on Instagram and TikTok to find out our next topic and learn when to call each week. And give me a ring at 720-72-ROBIN. That's 720-727-6296. Batches.